being in touch with their sensuality. He needs to see it. He needs to feel it. And especially if you're with a man, a good man that's really, truly committed to you, um, just please establish this practice before you get into a committed relationship. And if you are already in one, let's try to course correct if you don't have this. So number one, looking at your naked body. I got a life coach when I was about 17, 18 years old when I was in college. And one of the first lessons that she shared with us was getting naked. And I'm not saying in your bra and panties. I mean, completely naked. Okay. I mean, like you came bare ASS out of your mother's womb naked. Okay. And looking at yourself and looking at your body. And I highly encourage you to do this like, you know, on wash day for my curly girls, on do it do it you should do it often but you should definitely do it on a day when you're really in your raw you know no makeup no clothing items no extensions no nails no nothing and just look at yourself look at yourself look at your breast look at your butt you know lay on the ground you need to have a floor length mirror to do this if you don't have a floor length mirror i highly encourage you to get one um because you really need to know how you look if you don't know how you look don't don't leave that up to someone else you gotta know how you look and you gotta be confident in yourself and you gotta stare in the mirror until a woman that is beautiful stares back at you because you gotta believe in your soul and the bare rawness of you, that you are beautiful and that you are wonderfully made and that you are sexy and that you are attractive and you have to really believe that about yourself. You need to look at yourself in the mirror. You need to open those legs. You need to part the C, okay? The front C and the back C. And you need to really, back C. You need to really look at yourself, really, truly. There's no, your doctor shouldn't know how your intimate parts look better than you do. Your man shouldn't know how your body looks better than you do. You should know where your moles are, your scars are, your birthmarks. You really need to know yourself. And there's so many women in the church. You don't know yourself. You don't know your body. You rush to put on clothes. You never look at yourself in the mirror. You know, I don't know because I'm not that person, but you need, you you can't be looking at yourself okay (laughs) and so I really want to encourage us women to start there to really look at ourselves and not just look at ourselves and then nitpick if you are looking at yourself and you start to nitpick yourself that is a sign to you that there's some there's a gap and there's growth that needs to be done if there's anything that you dislike about what you see when you look in the mirror then guess what you're in control you can empower yourself to change that you're in control. Take care of this body. Love this body. You only get one. And one of the biggest things um, I always share is that you really do need to look in the mirror until a beautiful woman looks back at you. Until you can truly say, I love my nose. I love my lips. I love my ears. I love my eyes. I love my sideburns. You know, when I was growing up, people would be like, oh, you got a Shanti sideburns. And it was like, Okay, you know, because my hairline comes all the way down almost to my eyebrows and my um, sideburns go all the way down my face. And 
I'm a black girl with black girl features and I'm tall and all that stuff. And I had to really look at myself in the mirror and say, you know what? I love my butt just the way that it is. I love my hips just the way that they are. I love my breasts just the way that they are. I love my face just the way that it is. And people always say like, oh, that might be easy for you because you're pretty. But I didn't always feel pretty. When I was little, I really used to pray that God would make me beautiful. I did not feel pretty at all. You know, when you grow up as a person of color in a Western society where the standard norms of beauty are not you, there is constant warfare and attack to make you feel like you are less than and you are not good enough. And then adding that on growing up in San Diego, California, where there was like this many black folks, okay? And, you know, I would always meet black guys growing up who never dated a black girl before. So... Um, there was a lot, there was just so much that I could have absorbed and thank God I had two black parents in my household who made a point of putting me in pageants and letting me do debutantes and doing, they made a point of putting me in certain environments where that self-esteem was reinforced. Um, but it could have went a whole nother way. Cause when I was little, I did used to pray that God would make me beautiful. And I used to cry myself to sleep cause I was like, I'm not pretty and nobody likes me and all that craziness. Um, but I thank God I grew up out of that. And so it was really groundbreaking for me when I started doing this as a teen in my late teens to look at myself in the mirror and, and force myself to see a beautiful woman looking back at me. And that was really, I think, a groundbreaking, transformative moment of deep, deep, deep self-love and deep accountability. Because if you're like, mm, you know, I don't like my stunt. Like if you're start, if you start nitpicking on yourself, then embrace that. First of all, don't go down the rabbit hole, but just embrace that. You know what? I choose to be accountable for myself. I choose next time I want to go stuff that burger and fries down my throat. I'm going to think about the woman I saw in the mirror and how I made a conscious decision to love her. And because I love her, I'm going to do something better for her in my eating. I'm going to do something better for her by working out. I'm going to do something better for her because I'm intimate with my body now. I know myself. Ooh. That's juicy. Let's talk about intimacy. Before you can ever have it with another person, you do need to have it with yourself. And the best way to learn how to have intimacy with yourself is to explore intimacy with the Father, with God the Father, okay? Because I think of intimacy with God the Father as going beyond the veil. And I know that's a very churchy term, but um, think about a bride, right? When she comes down with a veil over her face. He lifts the veil before he kisses her, you know, to seal that, hey, we're married, right? So worship to me is lifting that veil. When I go before God in prayer, when I go before God in worship, when I'm singing songs to God, when I'm allowing God's love to wash over me, when I'm playing worship songs, you know what I'm doing? I'm lifting my veil and I'm saying, come to me, God, or I'm coming to you, God. I'm lifting my veil. I'm going beyond the veil. I'm coming to God and just having that intimate time with him, loving on him. And when I love on God, he loves on me. And I know that sometimes men hear this and they're like, okay, heebie-jeebie, like you're making everything super spiritual. But women, we get this, like we get it, you know, especially women that are heavily rooted in the feminine. We really do understand this, that we understand the supernatural world in a way that we allow our, let's say like, I'll say like this, we allow ourselves to explore the supernatural world in a way that to sometimes to other people makes them feel like, okay, you're doing, you're going too far. It's not that serious. Right. But we know that there is energy and spirit beyond what we can physically see. 
and we allow ourselves to feel that and to embrace that. It's like when you listen to a good song and the music just takes you somewhere. It's like outer body, right? Or if you have a sexual experience with someone in this earth and it's an amazing experience. If you're a woman who's deeply in her sensuality and deeply in touch with like the spirit and the metaphysical it can take you somewhere there's a vibe there's a vibration there's a frequency that you tap into but I think in order to really allow yourself to experience that which is beautiful in covenant marriage you really have to start with allowing yourself to experience it in a pure sense in a holy sense with God the creator having that intimate relationship with him going beyond the veil you know stripping off yourself laying down your burdens allowing yourself to get swept up in the presence of God allowing yourself to be emotional with God loving on God worshiping God you know allowing yourself to just let go and get carried away in that how many of you guys really allow yourselves to do that how many of you do it on a monthly basis how many of you do it on a daily basis So allow yourself to really experience and encounter God like that. I promise you he's waiting to encounter you, okay? So if you start in the spirit, then I think it'll be a little bit easier to embrace yourself that way. And then you can learn to really learn. You can learn that you are completely loved by the creator and it will help you learn to really love yourself. And then when you enter into relationship with someone, there's going to be such a vibrational like, ooh, power and frequency that you have that you know who you are that you are aware of who you are and that you are physically present you are so divinely present because you know how you look you're not going to be intimidated with the lights on with the lights off you're not going to be not all that's going to go out the window there's going to be such a self-assurance And that's God's desire for you, sis. It's his desire for you to be self-assured. You don't need to be anybody else than who you are. I don't need to be lighter, darker. I don't need any plastic surgery. I'm perfect the way that I am. But I know that I'm perfect because I took the time to do the work to look in the mirror and tell myself I'm perfect. And beyond that, I took time to experience that God sees me as perfect by loving on God and God reaffirming my identity in who I am in him from my quiet time and my prayer time and my sacred time. That's why every woman should have sacred space time. You should, some people have altars in their home. Some people have sacred spaces where they go pray their prayer closet. That's that old term, the prayer closet. Like you got to have that time where it's just you and God sacredly, a space in your home where you and God commune. It should be all over your home, but start with a space in your home and then it'll spill out into your car and spill out into wherever. Right. Anyway, so I don't want to start preaching because I felt that preaching coming out of me. Okay, but yeah, get in the mirror, get naked with yourself, strip off everything and do that in the spirit and then do that with yourself. Okay, that's the first thing. The second thing is dating yourself. This is another really important one. Don't wait for somebody to come swoop you up and take you out, okay? Do it yourself. Go yourself. I will tell you, when I was in college and I was just starting to practice these things, I would go to restaurants by myself at dinner time where everybody is there. And I would say table for one. And I would go have dinner by myself and sit and not talk to anybody. <laughs> And sit in the middle of a restaurant at times and embrace it. 
and say, this is an amazing experience. Of course, it was awkward at first. I had never done anything like that. I was like 19 years, 17, 18, 19 years old doing stuff like that. I never done anything like that. You know, before that, I was living with my parents. Where could I go by myself? Nowhere. Okay. So um, (laughs) I started doing these things and it's funny the weirdest thing when you start taking yourself out like that men will hit on you all the time I don't know why girl I don't know but I remember one time going to a restaurant some guy like had the waitress bring me a little piece of paper folded up and he had put his number on it and then when I looked up he was like you know whatever and it happens all the time I don't know men see you by yourself and they're like oh I can talk to her it's like actually I wasn't you know no thanks but um yeah that you should just know that that probably will happen to you but you have to date yourself and you can go to the movie I mean when the movies open up again like you can do things that are in the dark like if you go to the movies by yourself people typically don't have a problem with that um so I heard heard, one time I heard a guy say I would never go to the movies by myself who goes to the movies by themselves it's like people do that all the time you're in the dark who cares right but um you know, if going out in public by yourself really scares you, okay, start out in the dark, all right? Go to the movies, go to the spa, whatever, right? But then challenge yourself as a woman to take yourself out in a city at dinner. If you want to go get cocktails, go get cocktails, sis. I know, this is church. We're not supposed to talk like that. Excuse me, go get mocktails, okay? Girl, get yourself, get yourself some wine. And go to happy hour. And you don't have to wait for somebody to come. Just go do it. You know, there's like restaurants and little dessert places I'd be wanting to try. I'd be like, I'm going to, I'm treating myself, I'm going. And I'll go and I'll walk in, order what I want, sit there, eat it, have some tea, whatever. You know, just learn to love being in your company. Learn to grow in your confidence where you can do something like that. And do it without wanting to meet anybody. Just do it because you love yourself and you enjoy yourself. Think of it like that. Like, I love me. I love hanging out with me. I'm awesome. (laughs) I'm incredible. And I don't want to be in the house. So guess what? I'm going out. I ain't going to ask nobody because I don't even want to deal with that. Okay. And I'm going to have an amazing time, right? You can totally do that. And you should be doing that. You should date yourself. And it'll be so much easier in a marriage because you'll know what you like and what you don't like. And you won't have to be that date that's like, well, I don't know, you pick. And I don't know, where do you want to go? And I don't know, I'm indecisive. Like, no, sis, that's for the birds. That's that's 1999. Okay. We know what we want as women because we've dated ourselves. And we've given ourselves the experiences that we want. And we're not disappointed if we're married to somebody and they give us a birthday gift on Groupon. You know, we're not upset. You know what we do instead? Thank you so much, baby. I really appreciate that. And then if I want to do something else, I just go do it. You know, and you don't have to be rude about it. But you know what I'm saying? Like enjoy yourself you don't have to feel like you can't go do the things that you want to do is the point that I'm trying to make date yourself and honestly when you date yourself you'll start to create a pattern and a habit of how you treat yourself and when people come into your life friends husband partner spouse whatever they'll see how you treat yourself and they will treat you the way you treat yourself 
So do that. Okay. Spend the money on you, sis. <laughs> so that's the second thing. Um, the third thing I want to say is spiritual bathing. So um, in college as well, in undergrad, out in Berkeley, shout out to the Bay, um, I met Zelia Bora, who was on a Fulbright scholarship to UC Berkeley out of Joao Pessoa, Brasil, in Brazil. And she talked about spiritual bathing. She didn't call it that. She just was telling me a story one time about how she was grieving. And this woman came over and bathed her with like flowers and, and herbs and different things. And that sp heavy spirit that was on her completely left and never came back. And she wanted to research that. And she wanted me to come to Brazil with her to research it. And... Um, I never got the grant money to be able to do so, but I, I did try to pursue it. But that was my first time ever encountering someone talking about bathing with like flowers and herbs. I had never heard about that before. So maybe 19, <clears throat> 20 years old, I learned about this. And after that, I, I think I ended up going to, I did end up going to Brazil back in 2012. It was a while ago. And <clears throat> I studied African history in Brazil. And I learned all about, oh, I just love Brazil. If anybody knows me, I, they know I love Brazilian culture, cultura brasileira. And I was in Salvador, Bahia, Brasil. And I used to come home in middle school when I was still living with my parents. And I would research Brazil all day long. And I've always wanted to go to that country. I've always wanted to, I don't know, be a part of their culture and learn their culture and speak their language. I just always had this like inner passion about Brazil. And uh, when I was there, we studied the African history in Brazil and so I learned about Condomble and all these different things and I went through a Tejero and I got to experience all these different amazing things and so I got to see up front in their culture there's this mystic like people there really believe in spirit and they really believe in the supernatural and they really see signs and wonders I think because so many people believe that that's just like, yeah, that's just life. Like we see signs and wonders, miracles happen all the time. And so they do be happening and because the faith is there within the people. They believe in spirit. They believe in supernatural. And so I remember just that time of living there had such an impact on me. And when I came back, um, I started doing spiritual bathing myself and, you know, run a bubble bath, put some flowers in there, roses. I've never formally studied this. I've just listened to the Holy Spirit within me. So sometimes, you know, I like I said, I've never formally studied it. So I don't know if if there's real reasoning behind any of these things. But I will tell you one time, one of my friends was so stressed. <clears throat> and I told her, I was like, let me run you a bubble bath and let me bathe you. Because I wanted to help bathe that stress off of her. Like Zelia, someone did for Zelia. I want to do that for my girlfriend. And I did. So I got all this essential oils, ran her up over bath, put the essential oils in there. And this is why also I mentioned Debrina's book of Sacred Pampering Principles, because she has a lot of these kind of um, bathing rituals and recipes and stuff like that in that book. So I highly encourage you to get it. So does Queen Afua has the same type of thing. I didn't know any of that then. I know it now. And there's so much power behind that. But I didn't know then. But back then, I was just pursuing whatever the spirit put in my heart. I was just free as a bird. Who knows? I don't know. Crazy. Maybe. I don't know. You know, I gotta stop saying that about myself. Spirit driven and spirit led. Okay. In touch with the Holy Spirit and allowing myself the freedom to explore what the Holy Spirit put on my heart. So I did that with my girlfriend. And you know, made her a bubble bath. That's why I always joke with people. Y'all think I'm playing. 
I really love you if I bathe you, okay? Because it's a very powerful, sacred practice. And I didn't know that back then, but I do know it now. And I went to the store and I got like rosemary to represent like love. Um, Actually, her mother used to grow rosemary. So I think I probably just got some rosemary from the garden. And I got some tea bags, like some kind of higher scale tea bags that have like certain herbs and stuff in them that I didn't know how to find. And I just allowed the Holy Spirit to lead me into what what to purchase. And I ran the bubble bath as normal. And then I went into the kitchen and boiled a big pot of water with all of the other stuff, like the tea bags and the rosemary and all that. When it boiled, poured the water in there and bathed them. And, you know, it was such a beautiful thing. I don't even think we spoke to one another, but it was just like that spirit just left her and she was just so relaxed afterwards and I just would always tell my girlfriends in church and everything when I would hear about their problems and their stress I'll be like did you bathe sis you need to bathe you need to take a bubble bath you need to sit there for 30 minutes okay maybe not I don't know how long you want to sit there but you need to sit there you need to bathe and you need to allow the water to come into your skin and also just to soak all that stuff out and now I understand you can use pink Himalayan salt which actually helps to absorb certain energies out of your body like there's there's people that are way more knowledgeable and skilled than me I was just following whatever the Holy Spirit told me to do I don't know um but there are real books out there that will help you guys with spiritual bathing and it's very powerful and if you think about for those of you who feel like, okay, you're getting a little off the Richter, just think about baptism. Baptism is getting in the water, going down, representing going down into the water is shedding the old man coming up out of the water is embracing the new man. And even something that simple, that's a biblical principle of shedding something to step into something new. And we can still do that today. And I'm even reminded about when I lived in Barbados, I helped a woman who was a filmmaker out of UK. She was doing a documentary on mikvah, which is out of the Jewish culture and mikvahs were for women. It was the places where women came and bathed in the Orthodox Jewish culture. And they would come after their cycle and all this stuff, but it was like a sacred kind of holy time for them to bathe. And if you look at ancient societies, bathing and bathing rituals have always been very important and very sacred. And so I just want to encourage you to, after you get to know yourself intimately with God, you get to know yourself intimately, physically with yourself and by yourself. And I mean, truly cracking it open, y'all. I mean, looking at everything, front, back, side, up, down, headstand, whatever you got to do to really look at yourself, look at them eyes, you know, do it okay and get to really know yourself intimately then start dating yourself take yourself out romance yourself buy yourself flowers buy yourself roses order roses to your own house order bouquets to your own house buy yourself chocolates you know allow yourself to experience the romantic things that you desire to experience don't wait for someone else to come and do those things for you i guarantee you when you start doing it for yourself people will show up in your life who will mirror how you treat yourself without you even really having to ask they will just do it for you okay because you started to do that for yourself and then try spiritual bathing when troubles come your way when life seems overwhelming or even when you just are kind of in a lovey-dovey mood um, try spiritual bathing make intentions speak life over your water Water and words are powerful. In the beginning, God said his spirit moved upon the waters, on the deep. 
and then God spoke. So there's something archaically, anciently old about speaking and about water and about baptism. Like it's, it's all in the book, sis. And so we got to start bathing again, y'all. We got to start getting in the water, bathing ourselves, loving on ourselves, sitting in the water, speaking life over ourselves, playing music that's elevating and uplifting your vibration. Okay. And then when you create that practice for yourself, guess what? I'm not going to talk about it too much right now, but bathing a loved one, as I mentioned before, you can bathe your husband like you would bathe your kids. There's an intimacy that happens in that moment when you're bathing your kid, you're loving on your kid, you're washing your kid, just like Jesus washed the feet of the disciples, right? There's something intimate about that of serving your loved one. And there's a bond that's created through that water exchange, okay? So showering with your loved one, bathing your loved one, washing your loved one's feet. These are very ancient, old, sacred principles that are extremely powerful, okay? So bathing spiritual bathing get one of those books (laughs) the next point in sensuality and getting connected with the feminine energy connecting to yourself your healing power as a woman is moving your body and dancing okay that was the last point so move your body you got to move your body and not just exercise exercising is great and we know exercising gives you endorphins and all that yummy stuff woohoo yay but literally moving your body and allowing yourself to move yourself move your body in sensual ways so excuse me I always say this that my dance teacher Maisa Duke samba dance teacher out of San Francisco is like a second mom to me another Brazilian so many Brazilians in my life that have meant so much to me she's like a second mom to me because I really grew as a sensual woman being in her dance class you know here I am this Christian girl preacher's kid you know and I've had all these different God has like graduated me on all these different levels of of my womanhood and being in touch with the feminine energy and my sensuality and my healing powers as a woman but when I came to know Maisa um she pushed me out of the nest if you will and it was like God was like okay I've taught you all this are you ready to perform I need you to perform. (laughs) And so that's exactly what I did. You know, she put me in these very revealing costumes. I'm going to try to put some stuff, some clips and pictures and stuff in here. And, you know, thong and little like wire bras and all this stuff. And I I had never done anything like that before. And I, I love Samba, though. So I would perform with her all over San Francisco. And I really struggled with that for a while because I was like, I'm in the church. Like I was I wasn't really a youth leader, but. I did lead Bible study sometime with my young adults and I used to feel like, oh, I, sh- I shouldn't be dancing. But because I had lived in Brazil, I understood that it was cultural and that people didn't see it like that. Um, and so I shouldn't have, I shouldn't look at it negatively either. And so I did it because I loved it. Let's just say that too. I loved it. I love samba dance and I love dancing. And so I've always been, I've danced on and off my whole entire life. I've danced throughout my whole life. And so I love dance, ballet, tap, jazz. I love performing. And so when I came to Samba, I worked so hard at it and I got better. And when I started performing, I loved performing with Maisa because she knows how her body is an instrument. It's a healing instrument. She knows how to heal people. She knows how to transform. Like when a spirit of depression is on you or an evil spirit or a sad spirit, you get up and you do some Samba. You shake that body. You move that body. You shift the whole atmosphere. You shift the energy. Um, 
And she's great at that. And she knows how to perform without even opening her mouth. She can use her physical body as an instrument to raise the elevation, the vibration of a room where every single person in that room will be smiling and their energy will be high. And they'll be like, oh, my God, this is awesome. Just by watching her move and perform, that is a power. That is the most sensual, beautiful It's like a baby. When a baby is just happy and smiling, people just start smiling at a baby, right? So to be a grown adult woman and be able to move your body and make a room of a thousand people start smiling and dancing and get up and move and feel happy just because you're radiating this magnetic energy is very powerful. And you're not even speaking, okay? Comedians can make a person laugh. They're using their words, you know, um... Preachers are using their words. Singers are using their words. But dancing, just a dance performance, a solo to shift a room is incredible. So I really feel like I learned under the best teacher possible. And she really graduated me in my level of sensuality in womanhood and learning how to be in touch with my body and learning how to move my body and learning that it's okay to shake your hips and you better be shaking them or or that's not samba, okay? It's okay to... Allow yourself to be gazed at. I think that was the biggest breakthrough for me. I had done all those other levels of work. But by the time I got to Samba and she put me in these costumes, it was like, okay, everything that's going to jiggle on this body going to jiggle when we dance, okay? (laughs) If it's not tightened together, you can't fake it. I had a dance teacher in high school say, you can't save your performance your best performance for the actual day of performance you have to give your all in practice that perfect practice makes perfect not practice makes perfect no perfect practice makes perfect so give your all in practice so by the time you get to the time of performing that it's flawless it's just routine it's like driving a car or riding a bike once you learn how to do it you master it you never have to really think about it again it's effortless right so um that's what I really learned working with Maisa, dancing with her and putting your physical body out there. You eventually get comfortable with like, this is my ASS. Okay. These are my tits. All right. I know that you're going to be looking at it and guess what? It looks damn good. Okay. And (laughs) there is a level of self-assurance and confidence that you have from that. And, you know, it's not that you're a hoe. It's, you know what I'm saying? It's not that you're any of that stuff, all those lower level vibrational thoughts fade away and you begin to really embrace the fact that I'm a beautiful being that's able to use my body to raise the elevation of this room right now, to bring people joy, to bring people happiness, to make people forget about their problems right now, to make people forget about did the kids eat dinner. I'm out right now. I'm at a wedding. I'm having a wonderful time. Oh my God, these performers have come out and I forgot about every one of my problems right now. All I'm thinking about is the energy of how much fun I'm having right now in this moment. And that is a dynamic power to have. And I think I as a reporter, as a storyteller, like there's so much that I learned from performing with her that I use in my everyday life and in my everyday work. And I really want women in the faith world to relax, (laughs) to relax. And as I say that to you, I'm saying it to myself, like I have to remind myself of these lessons, you know, relax, 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 relax. Okay. Open up. Be a flower, be fragrant, fragrance, um, be in touch with yourself, hug yourself, love yourself, kiss yourself, kiss yourself, hug, hug yourself, love yourself. And 
embrace yourself really fall passionately in love with yourself look at yourself as perfect there are other beautiful women in this world there are other perfect gorgeous women in this world who are really beautiful inside and out but you are one of them too you're one of them too and you can elevate the energy of a room you can shift the atmosphere of your home you're supposed to a wife builds up her house is what the bible says you know you're supposed to be able to shift the energy of the room and there are men that are looking for that and a woman they're looking for it and sometimes men fall prey to artificial you know they're just looking at the exterior like wow right but you got to be able to back that thing up with some authenticity you got to be able to really shift the energy of the room you got to know how to perform you got to know how to touch yourself and love yourself you got to have healing power in these hands okay let me tell you there's some real labor that has to be done out here for the women of the world and women who are spiritually plugged in and spiritually tapped in. There's real healing for us to do out here in this world. There are people that need to see your light. There are people that need to see my light. There's people that need to see you because seeing you is is air. It's it's life. It's Hawaii, right? It's it's fruit and vegetables and you are the reflection of the essence of life of the essence of fruitfulness our womb is an incubator of fruitfulness we take seed from a man and then we incubate it and we give him back a whole human being okay we are the incubators of life of fruitfulness and so our lives have to be lives that are fruitful not just in our business and our career that's awesome woohoo i'm a product of all that but also in our homes because there is an anointing for family and I want to see us have great families because when we have great families, we have great kids, we have great kids, we have great generations and the enemy is defeated and that is your inheritance. You have the right to have an amazing family and an amazing life and you can have so and you deserve to have so. So again, please, <laughs> implement some of those practices if you haven't yet make a point of making the habit to do it because when you are married or if you are married now and you do not have the habit of doing that you'll find yourself overworking because you got to do this for the kids and you got to do this for your husband you got to do this and you got to do that right and you're you know your energy is going to be spent other places and if you don't have the practice already of taking care of yourself in these kinds of ways it's going to be very easy for you to get overwhelmed burnt out and your light the the wattage and the attraction and the allure of you and your feminine is just going to dim down because you haven't created the practice of maintaining this as a woman on the other side before you enter into that okay and I know that there's many women I've met many women in my life who say it don't take all that Sunday like if he don't love me in my sweats then he don't love me yes he will love you in your sweats okay but have a practice of loving yourself like this have a practice of getting up and getting dressed and putting your bra on and doing your makeup and going to get your hair done and I mean if you are a woman in her feminine who enjoys those things don't make excuses to not do them I'm only saying that because I've been that person that's made excuses to not do them but I am a woman who's heavily rooted in her feminine and as a woman that's heavily rooted in her feminine guess what you gotta make a point 
of putting this in your practice. And you got to make a point of not compromising on this because when you cross into that threshold of um, elevating into your queendom where you're actually taking care of multiple people in your life, you know, they're looking at you and they're watching you and whatever you did to attract that life into your and attract those people, your husband, your kids, the family, the extended family, you are going to be responsible for maintaining that. And yes, character is important. You got to have the character piece, but you got to have the other piece too. And if you can create the habit before you enter into that, it'll be much easier for you to maintain the habit once you are in it. And I also want to encourage for my mommies that are watching this and for my wives that are watching this that are maybe expecting, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to, you know, if you're a working woman who enjoys her career like I do, I already know I'm probably going to need to have some help. It might be like, you know, somebody coming to clean the house, um, you know, once a couple of once a week or a couple times a month or something like that. I already know I'm going to have to have that because unless I work from home, you know, which even then I, I would have to have an assistant in my business, you know, a staff with my business, other people to help carry the load so that I have the freedom to be balanced and to take care of home out of a place of wholeness and out of a place of wealth and out of a place of prosperity and out of a place of maintenance and going higher, not declining and not allowing my circumstances, like not blaming my circumstances for why I was not able to maintain this vessel that God gave me to be a good steward of, you know, that's not an excuse. When God multiplies us to get to another level, we got to maintain that, you know, and I'll share this lastly, but Michelle Obama has this great example where she talks about her and Barack having their two children in Chicago and how he would get off from work and go to the gym and go play basketball. And he had all the time to do things that he really enjoyed. And she felt so burnt out and she would come home and she would be like, and I'm here taking care of the kids. And like, I don't have time to do anything that I really want to do. But the reality, and we know that women take the brunt of motherhood and caring for our kids. You know, we take the brunt of that. People think it's 50-50. It's not 50-50. Typically, mothers who have that nurturing mother nature, you know, that something just kicks in and you pretty much do take the brunt of that work. But her example is so brilliant to me because Barack, I'm sure he shifted some but he just made a point of also maintaining. That's who he was when she met him. And she knew that. And she was like, how does he still have time for these things? Because he made time for them. And sometimes we think as women that we don't have time for them because, oh my God, I got to do all these things for the kids. Okay. Well, you might find yourself being burnt out. You might find yourself frustrated. You might find yourself causing arguments in the household that are unnecessary because what you're really saying is, I don't have time for me. So it's super important for you to make time for you now and to make it a habit now so that when you enter into those moments where your life changes and shifts and and adjusts, then you can understand that, hey, in order for me to have my wattage up and my vibration high and to be the best mom to my kids and to be a great spouse to my husband, I got to make sure that I'm good. And that may mean I need help. That may mean 
you know, the kids go to my grand, their grandparents. That may mean that we have date night once a week because I need to get out the house without the kids. That may mean that, you know, a couple times a month I have these particular appointments and I don't compromise on those appointments, you know, or I have a masseuse come to the house. Like we have to stop thinking of those things as um, excess and non-essentials. They are essential to you being filled and your cup being full so that you have the capacity to pour out to the others around you. Okay. So in all of that, (laughs) I wanted to say, please, 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 please women who are, who lean towards the feminine energy, please turn up your sensuality, turn up your sexuality. Don't turn up your nose to people who are walking in their sensuality and their sexuality. There's something that you can truly learn from them and you can take the good that works and throw out what doesn't work, but be a woman that's rooted in her sensuality. I promise you it will make all the difference in the world. I promise you like in the last episode of Miss Charmsful podcast, we learned that having etiquette with your spouse can really change the energy and the atmosphere of your home. And I promise you, being a woman in her sensuality that cares for herself and loves for herself, loves herself deeply, truly, first in the spirit and then in her own physical body, I guarantee you, you will attract people into your life who mirror that same love for you and that same respect for you. And the people who don't mirror that love for you, guess what? They're just going to fade away. They're just going to disappear. They're just going to dissipate because it's dissimilar. It's oil and water. Okay. And if they want to stay in your life, they're going to have to maintain their, they're going to have to elevate their energy to be at a place where they can stay in your vibration because your vibration, your vibrational plane will be at such a place that they're going to have to come up in order to be there. Right. And men love a challenge. Okay. They love to come up and the ones that don't, you don't need them. Okay. (laughs) So that's what I wanted to share with you today. Be in the feminine, be in your sensuality. I love you. I need your light to shine. I need amazing mothers. I need amazing healers. I need amazing wives. And those people start as amazing women who are game changers. The world truly needs you. The next generation needs you. Men need you. They're going out and they're warriors every day fighting for what? For you, for the keeper of the world. For the woman that every human being on this planet came through a female womb. They're fighting for you. And you don't need to be a warrior. Not in that sense. You can be a warrior in your own sense. Okay? And I believe in you. I love you. You are incredible. And I'll see you next time. Bye.